Hi, I'm Alice and this is episode two of Reduce, Reuse, Reblog. Thank you everyone for all of the really positive feedback that you gave me on episode one, it means so much to me. And if you haven't heard that episode, you can go back and listen to it now. But in summary, we talked about how social media has helped in boosting awareness of the zero waste movement and I shared a little bit about my personal journey trying to reduce my waste. In this episode we are going to be hearing another story from someone going zero waste and finding out if, like me, social media was part of their journey. In episode one I mentioned the Reduce, Reuse, Reblog podcast survey. So this is a survey which I conducted online for season one of this show. The results of this survey will be mentioned regularly throughout all future episodes. There were 100 participants in the survey and if you want to see the full set of questions and results you can head over to www.reducereuserablog.com and go to survey results. So in that survey that I just mentioned one of the questions I asked was how many of the participants were previously aware of the zero waste movement? and 70% of people responded yes, they were, yay! However, being aware and starting living that way is a big leap. So in the previous episode and on social media, I asked you, why did you decide to start living more sustainably and how did your zero waste journeys begin? Kaylee sent me a lovely message about how, like me, social media was also key in her living more sustainably as after doing Veganuary, she decided to become vegetarian, and it was when she discovered the eco-influencer Sustainably Vegan. And since then, she has made a range of changes, including only buying secondhand clothing. That is very cool, Kaylee. For Jasmine, she started her sustainable lifestyle by no longer drinking milk, because she doesn't agree with the condition that they keep cows in, and commented how everyone has to start from somewhere, And even little changes, such as not drinking milk, can make a big difference when you start to add them up. Majo wrote in saying that the first step she made to going zero waste was using reusable beauty products, which is again a great way to start and making those small changes that over time will develop and grow. And Leia commented that she started living more sustainably when she went to university as she made more friends who are environmentally conscious And I think that's a great way. Surround yourself with people with similar feelings and opinions and then you can kind of go on the journey of becoming more zero waste together. Thank you so much to everyone who responded. I loved hearing how your journeys have started. Now, my special guest for today's show is Leah DeMiguel and she's also at the start of her zero waste journey and is going to come and share her experience so far. Hi Leah and welcome to the show. Hello, Alice. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So you are an A&E nurse in Southampton, which is very exciting. Yes, I've just started, so a little bit on the scary side of life, but yeah. (laughs) And like me, you are at the start of your zero waste journey. Yes, I am. So what made you think that you wanted to start reducing your waste? Well, obviously, I think not only social media, but... Uh, the news has a big role to play in that and how it's, you know, been increasingly something that you kind of, it's all over the place. Shops are getting them 
involved. Um, there's people that are taking a stand for it. Um, so it's kind of hard. You have to be living under a rock <laughs> to realise that, you know, that change needs to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's when I kind of was like, okay, I need to be able to take responsibility on my own. Um, I, not, I may not be able to change a lot, but if I make small changes in my own lifestyle, hopefully that will not only kind of help reduce my own waste but kind of motivate and you know as a group type of thing like get everyone involved Mm. so how did you go about like educating yourself in what's bad what's good how do you reduce waste etc i feel like some of the things are like pretty common sense so some of the things you just have to be a little bit more aware of what you're buying and what you're getting but then also Social media, again, is amazing because there's so many different, especially on Instagram, there's so many different people that are going, you know, full Monty and, you know, cutting out their waste totally. And so I get inspired by them and uh, listening to things like podcasts and stuff and what works for other people, what, uh, you know, people, obviously, some people have a lot more time and money on their side so that they can just sit down and test out recipes, test out what things don't work and stuff. So then you can just go onto their blog and read what worked, what their outcome was. So then you can kind of like pick and choose things that work for you. So definitely social media has had a huge impact on finding, you know, what's out there, what could I do to help me reduce waste. And are there any like specific influences or accounts that like have particularly helped you or that you like? To be honest, I really just, <laughs> I really just type in zero waste onto like the Instagram search button <laughs> and whatever comes up I'm like yes I love it oh this is great <laughs> everyone like everyone's understanding of zero waste is very different what well, like there's the main goal of reducing waste but the way people do it is very different so that there's some people that still like obviously still shop in normal high street shops but for them it's more they look at this piece of clothing and be like will I wear this for years and years and years? If so, then this is a good purchase. Then there's other people who are like completely will just, you know, buy from charity shops for second hand items. So it's just about, I think what works for you and just being more aware of and responsible for your own actions. Mm. Um, Then there's people who like just fit all their waste in a year into a jar. I follow this, uh, she's a, I think she's a, a surgeon at a hospital. And she's very, very real about things. She's like, you know, there's shifts that I have where I'm like, I need a cup of coffee. And she goes down to Costa and, you know, has what, you know, uses the, like the plastic mugs. And she's like, at, at the end of the day, it's about self-care also. So you can't restrict yourself to things like that. So there's so many things out there that you can just like Google and find out. And I guess the hospital one probably speaks quite a bit to you because, like, as a nurse, sometimes you do just need a cup of coffee and that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, the NHS, sadly to say, we do produce a lot of waste and because at the end of the day, you know, patients do come first and their health and safety do come first. And if that means that we have to open up all these packets of swabs or whatnot, then, you know, it's it's a necessity. Mm. So plastic itself isn't, isn't evil. It's just how... We use it and, you, you know, yeah, it's that responsibility. And do we actually need this? Could we, you know, try something else? And, yeah. Mm. So what changes have you made and which changes have you maybe tried to make and you were like, nope, not going to work? 
One of my fails was probably toothpaste. I struggled with toothpaste because when you try and look up for plastic-free toothpaste, there's so many selections like in tablet form or powder form, but they're always fluoride-free. You need fluoride to keep your teeth healthy. It's one of those things. And so one of the things is I do, I have to say, use plastic, you know, in the tube, toothpaste. Things I've been more successful at is makeup pads. So I've made, um, I found loads of scrap material and I've just been making my own plastic pads, uh, face pads, because um, they're really, really straightforward. Just cut piece of material and, you know, sew around the edges. Beeswax, you know, to cover your food, that's been a really good thing. Shampoo, there's loads of different shampoos out there that you can find that are just plastic free. What other things? I do lots of shopping in charity shops. That's my main, <laughs> my main fashion intro. There's so much, like, it's just fun just to walk around and, you know, be like, oh my goodness, look what I found. I've been looking for like a perfect <laughs> pair of trousers um, and I found a pair, but then they were too small for me in a shop. And then I just walked casually walking around a charity shop and I found the perfect pair so there's loads of treasures in charity shops well old bags plastic bags don't use plastic bags anymore also like when you go to bakeries and stuff I know in Lidl they have like the little paper bags that you can put your baked goods in and the first time I went I just kept that bag and then just continue whenever I go back just use the same you know paper bag over and over again my face washes um, and I must admit, I'm still going through my plastic bottles. But then Body Shop is really good. And when you take back five of their, you know, containers, and um, they give you like a five pound voucher. Um, mm. Yeah. So then, because then what they do is then they recycle their own bottles and products. And then you, you know, you get five pounds, which is grand. So I think it's just about if you do feel the need to be able to still use plastic and things that come in containers that are not so easily recyclable just to search around to see where you know shops may do you know things like that toothbrush like electric toothbrush head head you may think oh that's very hard but actually there's a i'm very bad with names can't remember what it's called but there's this really cool brand that actually sells recyclable electric toothbrush heads and then what you do is after you use them you put them back into a package and send them off and then they re-recycle them that's um, really cool yeah, so there's, there's loads of things out there. It's just about not being so hard on yourself if it doesn't happen so quickly. Because I think that's one thing that I've, you know, struggled with. It's like, okay, I'm going to be zero waste now. But in fact, it does take time. You can't just suddenly become zero waste because that means you're just chucking out loads of things mm. in the sake of, you know, going green or turning all your things, you know, wooden and stuff. Yeah, so it's, it does take time and it's like a lot of research. And sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit expensive, you going out, trying out different products. So then that's why I like blogs and podcasts and reading other people's, their journeys is really good because then you can find out their experience with different things. Mm. Yeah. What were people's responses when you started to reduce your waste? Did people comment at all or not? I mean, there were some people that be like, so when I use my um, shampoo bars, there's been people being like, um, so, so why have you, why have you done that? And I'm like, well, you know, and you have to kind of do explain things, and nothing really. No one has been negative about it at all. But I think because my changes are quite small and quite personal, so a lot of my toiletries and stuff are zero waste, or my all oh, my pads, I use reusable pads. Um, so people have, so when they've seen me, you know, them hanging up on the washing line, been a bit like, um, and what are those? 
just more questions because you know you don't really usually see those things because once they're done they're just chucked out and finished so I think people have just been questioning a bit more like um what is this and you just kind of explain why and yeah I think people have been like oh, okay it's it's small changes it's not like I'm an obvious but like zero waste freak being like oh my goodness plastic so I still like I still end up using plastic it's just like small changes so it's not a huge impact I don't think a lot of people will be like oh yeah she's just doing zero waste it's just like people asking me small questions if they stumble upon random items in my home mm. As a disclaimer for the show, me and Leah are friends, so my favourite thing when you started reducing your waste was a conversation I had with your mum afterwards, where you were back, as you think you were at uni at the time, and she mentioned to me that you're starting to reduce your plastic, and so she was going to get a twig from the garden and turn it into a bamboo toothbrush for you to post. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Me, I've got so much support at home. <laughs> to add to that, she actually did for Christmas. She did buy me bamboo toothbrushes. So <laughs> from the store, though, not out of your garden. No, 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 from the store. <laughs> <laughs> I did a survey for like the podcast, yeah. and there were two general main responses. The first being that those who start reducing their waste are hippies and always vegan. And the second is that, like you mentioned, it's expensive and time-consuming and yeah. therefore not for everyone. What do you yeah. kind of feel about those two assumptions? Well, the assumption of being a hippie and vegan is quite funny because I do get mistaken quite a bit for being a vegan or a vegetarian. But at the end of the day, you're just putting me into a box, which is it's funny. I mean, I can understand where they're coming from. It's hippie because I think the word hippie comes from, you know, being very earthed and all flower power nonsense. And to be honest, like the essence of trying to reduce your waste is being, you know, up to flower power. You know, we need to look after our world that we live in. And so I can understand that assumption of being vegan. But there's probably loads of people who still eat vegetarian diets, maybe reduce their meat consumption, who are still, you know, plastic free expensive and time consuming I can understand that plastic free stuff can be initially quite expensive so it can be like a good chunk of your money but the thing is though it it pays off like I remember I I have a, a metal safety razor and it was about 10 pounds and I wouldn't usually you know whip out 10 pounds for a razor but it has saved me so 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 much money for the long run so it's all about just thinking about the future and I think that's the whole point of reducing your waste is looking you know at the future you know we need to look after what's to come type of thing so in the long run it should help you save money but when you start your journey it is it can be a little bit expensive especially if you're trying out products I know I've tried a couple of different deodorants out some of them more successful than others and it's just you know you have to pay out different amounts of money for different things. Yeah, so I can understand it being expensive and time-consuming. From the aspect of that, it will it will take time to be able to find the right things for you. But then, actually, even though it takes time, you can make it quite fun. So looking at different recipes, um, it's about trying new things. So if that's the type of thing that you enjoy, I think the zero waste or just reducing your waste lifestyle is going to be really fun because it's an opportunity to just try out different things and realize oh my goodness I don't have to have this I don't know this cleaning product 
chemical thingy and I can actually use lemon peels. I don't know. I mean, like, it's just, yeah, finding what's out in the nature and what's already naturally there. So, yeah, it can be time-consuming, but I think it, it can be like a fun hobby. Hmm. <laughs> you can make it fun. And overall, do you personally think that social media is a good way to promote movements like Zero Waste? I mean, yes. I mean, loads of people use social media. But I think the thing is to realise, like, any anything on social media it may not always be completely accurate. So it's just taking things with a pinch of salt. That's why I like following, like, a range of different people. So not just completely Zero Wasters people who are starting out their journey or are just there to reduce their waste just because it gives you like a healthy balance of what you can achieve in your life and not being too extreme about it yeah social media is a very very good platform if used wisely because obviously everything's you know jazzed up and there's lighting and all these different things that make things look really good but i think at the end of the day it's actually a good thing to kind of get people involved in so even if you make it look really good it's, it's worthwhile I don't mm. know if that really makes sense yeah don't really know what else to say but it's just, <laughs> it, it is actually a really good place to go get inspiration be educated find like-minded people and you know you can post things yourself I mean I haven't really done that and that's a motivating thing as a way of being like okay this is what I did today and this is what I did then and, and then you can see your journey also on social media mm. I think that's really cool when you go like to if you find any page zero waste pages and go to the, their first their first photo or first post and then scroll throughout and see how much they've come um, I think that's quite cool and motivating also wonderful well thank you so much for being on the show it is interesting to hear how key social media has been in Leah's journey to becoming zero waste. Like myself, she found out lots of tips on like lifestyle changes and from other people's experiences and has adopted them herself, which is a wonderful way to start because then the trial and error, someone else has done it and you know like the best thing to try. Currently here in the UK, we are in week three of lockdown due to COVID-19. And I just want to take a moment to thank Leah and the rest of the NHS staff who are currently working on the front line helping people with the virus. Due to the coronavirus, we are all living in strange and restricted times. In some ways, it has become harder to live a zero-waste lifestyle as the need for disposable items such as gloves, face masks and antibacterial products have increased to help prevent the virus spreading. However, this does not mean that we have to stop living a zero-waste lifestyle or that there is no point starting to make changes at the moment. With our extra time at home, we can try and think of little things we could do to reduce our waste. For example, we could learn a fun new skill, such as making bees wrap as an alternative to cling film, or learn to knit, sew or crochet and assign yourself a new accessory or a blanket for the home instead of buying one off the high street or online. Or, if you are too busy to learn a new skill, instead focus on other areas of your lifestyle which are creating waste. For example, we could all try and reduce our food waste, especially as the government guidelines state that we should be trying to make fewer trips to the shops. If you want to reduce your food waste, I would highly recommend Jack Monroe, who is at bootstrap cook on twitter that's at b 
bootstrap cook. She is doing hashtag Jack Monroe's lockdown larder. You can tweet her with a picture of any random ingredients you have or send her a list and she will come up with amazing dishes you could make with those random oddments that you have in your cupboard or in the back of your fridge that you're like, is this out of date? Is this not? She also has a ton of cookbooks and it's all very low cost and utilizes using what you have. And on top of it, she is starting a TV show on Monday the 13th, which is all explained on her Twitter. So yes, check that out as a way to help reduce your food waste. Or another thing that I've been doing on my low buy year is trying to use up everything before I buy a new product. For example, if you have a rummage around your house, you might have like half a bottle of shampoo hiding in the back of the cupboard, or maybe you have a pile of unread books you haven't started yet, and you could focus on finishing them before buying a new one. One of the effects of this increase in social isolation from lockdown has led to an increase in the amount of time people are currently spending on social media. I know this is definitely true for myself. However, there is now potential that during this time where all of us are scrolling on social media more regularly, is that people could see more content about environmental movements such as the zero waste lifestyle. And there is the possibility that more people will be encouraged to make lifestyle changes. This increase in social media usage demonstrates the power of the platform to reach a huge audience, even more so when normal everyday activities have become restricted. So let's celebrate this time where we don't have a choice but to be indoors on our phone and, you know, appreciate the fact it can be used for good. During this episode, we have found out that zero waste journeys all start differently and there is no single way to be zero waste. What is also clear is that, like me, people often use social media as a good starting point when making zero waste changes. We have mentioned social media influences a few times over the course of this episode and how individuals have been encouraged to make changes due to what influencers are posting. So, in the next episode, we are going to be looking more deeply into sustainable influencers and we will even be speaking to an award-winning blogger. I hope you're as excited as I am. To get involved with the show, I would love to know who are your favourite sustainable influencers to find out more information about the series, this episode, or to see all the survey results, go to www.reducereusereblog.com. To get involved in the show and find out the latest updates, follow at reducereusereblog on Instagram.